I'm Shannon Salvestro, Literacy Coordinator, part of the Literacy and Numeracy team for the New South Wales Department of Education. Today, Dr. Tessa DeFern has kindly offered to have a chat with me. Thank you, Tessa. Thank you very much for inviting me, Shannon. That's great. Um, Tessa, you are the Senior Lecturer at University of Wollongong. Yes. Um, And today, I'm hoping we can focus our discussion around spelling. So, first of all, I think the first thing we need to um, be clear about, can you define spelling? What is spelling? Well, in the English language, spelling is quite a complex word formation problem-solving process. And um, I like to refer to a definition that is provided by some wonderful researchers from the US, and they describe spelling as the visible representation of word-level language using written symbols in conventional sequences. And we know this as orthography. And these conventional sequences represent speech sounds, which we know of as Mm. phonology. But they also represent word parts, and these word parts signal meaning and grammar. And we know this as morphology. We also know that in English, spelling is complex because Mm. the language comes from a range of different cultural backgrounds. Um, So, for example, many words are derived from Latin and Greek. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, we can't simply sound out words Mm. alone. Many, in many cases, we need to think about or draw on our knowledge of Mm. where words come from and why they are spelled the way they currently are. That's why it is, it is that a, a problem-solving um, activity, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, so is spelling only important for that visual representation or, or for writing? I mean, sure, yes. I mean, ultimately, it's important to be able to produce a, a written text that mm-hmm. has um, that is error-free in terms of spelling. Uh, that is absolutely important because it helps um, to convey the message um, easily mm-hmm. and, and accurately. Uh, However, learning to spell is important for other reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, uh, we know that um, if a child has persistent difficulty with spelling, um, it can actually be related to or or lead to some social and emotional consequences. And in fact, a a recent study was um, conducted to demonstrate that the uh, impact that ongoing difficulties mm. with spelling um, mm. can, and how that actually can impact students' um, behavioural and emotional um, aspects of life. Um, they can be, develop low self-esteem, mm. they can mm. become anxious and even in some cases depressive behaviours can start to um, appear mm. and, and even escalate in some cases in adulthood. We also know that learning to spell and becoming a good speller is important because it can actually help children to develop a range of other metalinguistic skills, mm-hmm. such as their phonological awareness, which yep. we know of, of as their ability to be able to manipulate speech sounds, sounds and words. Yep. It also can support things like their vocabulary knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about a, a child who is trying to focus their attention on spelling a particular word as they're writing, they might just give up on that and Mm. choose a word that they Mm. know how to spell. Mm. And Mm. in that process, they can actually uh, compromise the precision of the the writing. writing. Yes. Uh, So we know that uh, learning to spell can support vocabulary development Mm. as well. Mm. um, And and in turn, that can support writing. Mm. Um, Actually, there was another research study that was conducted um, and, and published this year um, 
that shows that children who uh, finish kindergarten who um, have good spelling um, skills at the end of kindergarten are those that tend to uh, be the better readers as time goes on. Ah, so there's a, yeah, a, there's a yeah. predicting factor there in yeah. terms of reading. So the process of spelling and being able to spell can mm, support mm. learning to read as well. Reading as well. So and, and speaking of some of the, those trends and those um, predictors... Okay. There are also trends in um, the, those predictors that you see in kindergarten for later writing achievements. Can yes. you talk a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, for example, there's research to show that um, the transcription skills of both spelling and handwriting in kindergarten um, predict children's writing success. And this mm. is this has been found after controlling for other important uh, variables, such as children's oral language skills, which we know is important. Um, mm. That mm. oral language is important. But even after controlling for oral language, as well as sight word reading skills and looking at student backgrounds, for example, their, their mm. de the demographics and even their verbal and non-verbal IQ, um, spelling can um, predict their writing. Um, even for older students, we can mm. see that that prediction occurs or uh, that pattern occurs as children get older. Indeed, the research that I conducted as part of my own PhD looked at uh, whether spelling, grammar and punctuation mm. jointly and independently mm. um, influence writing quality, the composition of their, their uh, students' writing. And uh, the research there found that, um, yes, uh, up to 43% of the variance in children's written compositions is explained by mm. those language conventions, mm. spelling, grammar and punctuation. Mm. However, uh, the research also found that spelling yeah. was the most significant predictor of children's mm. writing, more so, more so than, than grammar, grammar and, and punctuation, yeah, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, is that what you expected to find? Actually, initially, I, no. I thought mm. that perhaps grammar would have a more influential mm. um, predicting factor than mm. spelling, um, but it turns out that, no, spelling, spelling. seems to be more influential based mm. on that study mm. of students in years three to six, so the middle and upper primary. Yeah. school years yeah. and I guess it, it's partly because uh, well, there could be few reasons mm. but mm. like I said before if a child struggles with spelling words mm. they might choose more simple or mm. less precise words when they're writing they might also write less because it takes longer for them to process and mm. then transcribe all of their ideas um, and I do know that there is other research mm. that shows that children who have difficulty with spelling tend to pause more frequently when they're writing and that pausing I guess that you're losing track of ideas and yes, thoughts absolutely. while you pause yeah yep. so yeah that constant pausing yeah. Um, makes it harder to keep that train of thought going yes um, and so of course the becomes may, more of an effort and, yeah yeah and they might write yeah. less as well mm. because it's just in that given time that they might have in class or whatever the situation mm. might mm. be mm. they just don't have enough time to express themselves in that in that mm. time frame and I guess beyond um, beyond sort of the student um, sphere and into adulthood, we we do sort of make judgments on, or we, we get perceptions on somebody because of, say, a, a poor piece of writing with poor spelling. Mm. It is very visible, isn't it? Yes. If you notice a spelling mistake in a report that a teacher writes that is sent home you, to the parents, yes. and, 
there's or, a judgment made yes. automatically yeah. about about that, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, you know, yeah. even though we know that yeah. um, poor or difficulty with spelling, it doesn't necessarily mean that the child is not intelligent mm. or ha- that they mm. have a low IQ. In fact, it's quite the contrary. But um, still, um, sadly, the mm. reality is is that a lot of people will um, develop this assumption mm. that mm. the person who has produced that text, whether it's in the workplace mm. or mm. A, you know a sign in the shops or a street mm. sign that has mm. a spelling mistake, it looks unprofessional, mm. it looks sloppy, mm. and um, and it reflects poorly on that person who has produced that text. Yeah, and we make we, we often make judgments around Abs- that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So spelling is the visual representation. Of of words, oral language and phonological awareness would actually be something that is really important before the the spelling is mm-hmm. is formally mm-hmm. taught or, mm-hmm. or, or introduced. Um, so, what are your thoughts on on the importance of of oral language and phonological awareness? Uh, absolutely, oral language yeah. and phonological awareness are critical to yeah. supporting the development of spelling. Mm. Um, because if you think about it, as a person, as a child uh, wishes to write something down as a visible representation, mm. they need to know what that word is that they want to write. They need to have that word or those words in their oral language or in their vocabulary. Mm. And as they do so, in their mind, they're, they're hearing the sounds of that word and that's one stepping stone to help them then translate and then transcribe that into mm. that visible representation or, you know, in other words, to encode that or spell that word. Mm. Um, so if a student has come to school with rich oral language skills and an awareness of, of how our words um, can be similar in their sounds, they might have rhyming patterns, for example, it does help them to develop um, that knowledge or that mm, aspect mm, of the spelling mm, system mm, more easily. So is that something that um, teachers should focus on in, uh, in early in kindergarten, as soon as they come to school? Mm-hmm. Should that be a, a, a big focus? Uh, absolutely. In the early stages of formal schooling, mm. oral language and phonological awareness, um, and I'll include phonics yeah, instruction yeah. in that. We know that... Um, a meta-analysis that mm. was conducted in the US that drew on uh, many, many studies, empirical studies, mm. found mm. that uh, teaching phonics explicitly um, mm. is quite effective for children um, learning to spell mm. in kindergarten and in year one. However, that same study and mm. others have, mm. have, have found too that um, um, that as children get older, explicit phonics instruction becomes a lot less effective. Mm. So even though we know that things like oral language and phonological awareness should be taught in the early years and, and made to be quite a priority, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't mean that... That's all you do. That's all you no, do. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of, that's the foundation and now we've got to keep building yes, on it. Is that yes. the way to think of it? Absolutely. Yeah. And so we know that um, there's a lot of research that mm. has come out in probably the last decade mm. um, in the field of of learning to spell that tells us that in fact students don't develop their phonological don't, shouldn't need to develop their phonological skills first before they can then develop mm. other skills associated with spelling such mm. as their morphological skills mm. it's quite mm. quite the opposite and we now know mm. quite uh, convincingly that students should be given opportunities to learn about not just the phonological aspects of spelling but also the morphological aspects Mm. of spelling and even what I describe as the orthographic Mm. aspect of spelling. So that should start early as well. For sure and and in fact um, 
um, we know that children are capable of developing mm. some orthographic skills through mm. exposure to print, mm. even before they have grasped under, an understanding of sounds and letter co- uh, correspondences. Mm. Mm. For example, a very young child, mm. maybe even before entering school, may re- recognise their own name. Mm. Mm. They might be able mm. to read it. Maybe they can even write it, but mm. they may not necessarily know what each letter represents and how yes. it translates as a speech sound. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they might recognise street signs or mm. other um, uh, common um, symbols that mm. they see in their mm. environment. Mm. So in a way, children can actually start to develop some sensitivity to letter patterns mm. and mm. the visual aspect of some of the words mm. before they've even, even started to grasp some of the phonological elements. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard you talk about um, two main approaches to spelling instructions. So have a chat about what those two um, approaches are and the differences between them. Sure. So um, since the 1970s, Mm -hmm. the the most common approach to teaching spelling has been um, informed by uh, what we call stage theories of spelling development Mm -hmm. um, with a combination of um, just rote learning of Mm. words. Mm. Um, In terms of the stage approach to spelling, um, it is a very linear um, assumption of learning to spell where mm. um, the idea is that students uh, develop developmentally they develop their phonological skills first mm-hmm. and then taking on that uh, Piagetian notion of cognitive development mm-hmm. they're not actually ready developmentally ready to proceed to the orthographic elements of the oh, language okay. and yep. then after that they are then ready to develop morphological skills so taking a stage or mm-hmm. linear mm-hmm. approach to spelling development means that potentially you're not actually teaching aspects of morphology, for instance, Mm. until children are much, much older. But we know now from quite a lot of research, there's Mm. a a range of different um, non-linear models of spelling development that Mm -hmm. have emerged. And collectively, they they tell us that, in fact, children are capable Mm. of drawing on phonological, orthographic and morphological skills from the early years of learning to write. And so we need to provide students with those opportunities to learn some of Mm. those uh, regularities Mm. of the language that are beyond just Mm. phonology. So the research is telling us that that would be the more effective um, approach? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So so rather than just focusing on on phonics, for instance, in kindergarten and in in year one, while we certainly must be doing that, we can also also teach them some elements of morphology Mm. and Mm. and letter patterns that are common in words. Mm. Mm. So I guess there's power in explicitly teaching um, th- those aspects, the phonological, the orthographic and the morphological. Um, so is it just explicit teaching that will make an impact or should we be doing other things as well? So we do know that explicit yeah. teaching does Absolutely. make a difference. It's that's, the, yeah. that's a given, yeah. isn't it? We yeah. know that quite They're not implicitly. going to pick up those no. skills naturally. That's that right. They need to be explicitly taught. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think another element to explicit teaching mm. is making sure that what is explicitly taught is Mm. um, what needs to be explicitly taught. Mm -hmm. So informed Mm -hmm. by quality assessment. Mm. So there's no point teaching something explicitly if a child already knows it. Mm. Um, Mm. Likewise, there's no point teaching something explicitly if it's just too difficult for certain students to Mm. learn. Um, They're not quite ready there. So for example, Mm. when it comes to Mm. phonological aspects of spelling, you wouldn't be teaching them how to segment and blend 
um, individual speech sounds in words that have many syllables if mm-hmm. they can't do that with a one or two syllable word yeah. you know you yeah. need to take yeah. some of those yeah. sort of progressions in into consideration mm. so good assessment practices can inform ex- uh, what is explicitly taught to yep. ensure that there is a range of um, teaching that is explicit that covers those three main areas mm. of spelling mm. But also, uh, we want to provide children with many opportunities to practice and consolidate those skills. Mm. Um, And there's lots of different ways we can do that, including uh, drawing attention to those patterns and Mm. rules Mm. or generalizations that are present Mm. in words that come from either children's writing and also from a range of quality literary texts. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that, that you know a wide exposure to print is is going to be very beneficial um the yes. more the more they're seeing it and, and exposed to it that's going to yes. add to their their ex- learning experience absolutely so the more that children are exposed and more mm. frequently and regularly mm. you know once a week won't quite cut it but a little bit every day mm. maybe 15 mm. to 20 minutes of explicit teaching in spelling um that shows the connections between children's reading and writing can mm. make a big difference Uh, And also another element to learning to spell or helping children to learn new skills in spelling, I Mm. should say, Mm. is to give the students many opportunities to handwrite, even Mm. older students, to Mm. handwrite words and and, and put them into contexts in sentences, um, especially when it comes to morphological aspects Mm. of spelling. The more that children handwrite, mm. the more it helps, more easily it helps them to retain that knowledge and um, into into their working memory and then long term yeah, memory. Yeah, there is importance um, for there's still a place for handwriting. Yes, <laughs> yeah. so that the actual yeah. formation <laughs> yes. of the letters school. can mm. help can actually help mm. children remember, remember the letters the that are used. And, mm. Yeah, and so handwriting is actually quite closely connected Mm. to teaching spelling Mm. um, and it should be taught all the way through schooling Mm. and can be connected with spelling quite easily. Something that's coming through for me here is that we and I'm I'm sure we don't do this but we should never think of spelling in isolation or as as an isolated skill Um, it just it's it's the connections of spelling with with all of these other things they all come together Uh, you know just Mm -hmm. talking about the 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 connections with vocabulary, the connections with reading, of course, mm-hmm. with writing. Um, it's it's not something that's just an isolated um, that's right. thing. Yeah. And, and in fact, you know, I know that teachers mm. are very, very busy. I've been there mm. myself many times and it's very hard to try and fit everything into the mm. busy, busy school day. But when you're teaching spelling, if you're teaching it explicitly um, across those three linguistic word forms, mm, mm. You're, you're actually enabling many opportunities to, for students to, um, to be exposed to print mm, uh, through mm. looking at these words in different contexts, in different texts, yep. to develop their vocabulary knowledge, to develop their mm. speech um, and, pre- and precise speech as well uh, and so actually when you're teaching spelling in that kind of way you're not just teaching spelling you're actually mm. teaching mm. many other, other important language skills mm. um, and I think that there's one one other thing that really does help with teachers uh, yeah. teaching explicitly um, and that is um, helping teachers to build capacity mm. in, mm. in 
their knowledge base um, because to be able to teach explicitly, you need to also have the meta language. Mm. And Is it important for students to hear that and be using that meta language? It can be very helpful for students to yeah. use that meta language because it gives them an, a, a tool to be able to explain how words are constructed. Mm. And, and children do find mm. that very empowering mm. to be able to explain um, the strategies that they're using, the strategies mm. that perhaps work well for certain words and less well for other words. Mm. And they can't explain or articulate those strategies without using proper meta language, language. to do with spelling. Mm. So it is very important um, for teachers to build their capacity so that um, they are providing that for their students. Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of linguistic term yeah. terminology for teachers to get their head around. Yes. Um, but mm. as teachers start to use the terminology mm. and get their heads around all the linguistic elements, mm. Mm. over time they'll start to feel more confident, confident. in that themselves. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. I love talking um, about spelling. So it was lovely to talk about that with you. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shannon.